Today's scripture is from Genesis chapter 45, 1 through 15. Then Joseph could no longer control himself before all those who stood by him, and he cried out, Send everyone away from me. So no one stayed with him. When Joseph made himself known to his brothers, and he wept so loudly that the Egyptians heard it, and the household of Pharaoh heard it, Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Is my father still alive? But his brothers could not answer him, so dismayed they were at his presence. Then Joseph said to his brothers, Come closer to me. And they came closer. He said, I am your brother, Joseph, whom you sold into Egypt. And now do not be distressed or angry with yourselves because you sold me here for God, for God sent me before you to preserve life. For the famine has been in the land for these two years, and there are five more years in which there will be neither plowing nor harvest. God sent me before you to preserve you as a remnant on earth and to keep alive for you many survivors. So it was not you who sent me here, but God. He has made me a father to Pharaoh and Lord of all his house and ruler over all the land of, of Egypt. Hurry and go up to my father and say to him, thus says your son, Joseph, God has made me Lord of all Egypt. Come down to me, do not delay. You shall settle in the land of Goshen, and you shall be near me, you and your children, and your children's children, as well as your flocks, your herds, and all that you have. I will provide for you there, your household, since there are five more years of famine to come, so that you and your household and all that you have will come not to poverty. And now your eyes and the eyes of your brother Benjamin see how greatly I am honored in Egypt. And all of you have seen. Hurry and bring my father down here. Benjamin wept upon his neck. And he kissed all his brothers and wept upon them. And after this, his brothers talked with him. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. You know, this past week has not by any means been easy. I have sat in my office, I have sat in my car, uh, been at my house, and just thinking through the different events and situations that are going on in my life this week, I have sat and asked why. Why are we here? Why did this happen? Why? 
And I know that none of us are immune to having hard weeks. Uh, we all have had some type of hard week, uh, either, you know, maybe this past week was hard, or weeks prior. And sometimes a hard week comes maybe just in one area of our life. Sometimes when it rains, it pours, and you feel the hard weeks in every aspect of your life. But we sit a lot of times in those hard weeks, thinking about the events, thinking about how uh, we have gotten to the point that we are at, and in our struggle, and I'm sure we ask, why? And a lot of times, when we experience or go through those weeks that are so tough and those weeks where we do sit and we just wonder why, when we sit and we wonder with God, why, 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 why? We ask why. But we sit in that tension we sit in that tension and in that struggle and we just wait for something to miraculously happen. We ask for answers and sometimes they don't show up. I can only imagine Joseph in his life. As we have read in the, the weeks prior to today, uh, a little bit about Joseph's life where he and his brothers go and Joseph has some experiences in where he probably asked why. I can only imagine when his brothers throw him into a pit to die. He's not sitting there like, why? This is, these are my brothers. Why? And then when they decide to spare his life, but rather than taking him back home, they sold him into slavery to a foreign land, a land that he was unfamiliar with where nobody knew who he was. I would have asked, why? When they told his father, his father who loved him so much, that he had died and that he was no longer here. And hearing that, if Joseph had known it in the moment, he would have been like, why? Why? And you know, uh, in throughout Joseph's life, we see and we come to the moment where he is encountering his brothers again. And if you go and you read from the moment in which he was sold from slavery up to what we read today in Genesis 45, you would see that realistically, all of those whys that Joseph would have asked... He didn't get a dream from God 
telling him why. He didn't have the heavens open up from God answering why. And so at this point, he probably still doesn't know why. And he's still got frustration, he's still got anger. But even though the why has never explicitly been answered by God, the one thing that we do see clear as day that happens in Joseph's life is that there's a transformation of sorts. There's a transformation, there's reconciliation, there's redemption. In the midst of difficult situations, situations that were hard for Joseph, situations that caused feelings of anger, of frustration, we see where Joseph breaks down crying. And all of a sudden, that anger and that frustration is not seen like it was. All of a sudden, Joseph then goes and shares to his brothers who he is. Not only does he share with his brothers who he is, he says, I am going to make sure that you were taken care of in the midst of this famine that the community has been experiencing and in the midst of the famine that they are going to continue to experience. And again, right? We talked about how God doesn't show up to Joseph in a dream necessarily, that God hasn't opened up the heavens. There is not even a mention about God in the moment in which Joseph is crying, but yet God is the one who transformed. God is the one who helped reconcile. God is the one who brought redemption. At what point in our lives, and it might be a time this very second that you ask why, but at what point are, are we done asking why and we're looking forward? We're looking forward to see how God is continually present and how God is continually transforming lives, how God is continuing to redeem lives and bring reconciliation. At what point do we stop asking why and we start going forward knowing that our God transforms, our God redeems? Now, as I stand right here, 
And as I have absolutely asked why this week, I'm not going to say that it's easy to move forward. It's never been easy to be a follower of God. But I also very much believe in the midst of sitting and asking why, in the midst of, of trying to go forward when you don't have the answers... And knowing that it is not easy to be a follower of Christ, I know without a doubt that God has not done in this world. God's not done with me. God's not done with you. God's not done with us as a community of faith as we sit in the mix of anxiousness God is not done. We can sit and we can ask why and we will never get answers why. But what we can do, rather than waiting for answers that may never come, is we can go and show the world that God is at work. Now and forever. Now and forever. God's our creator. God is our redeemer. God is still at work. No matter if we ever know why we experience hardship, why we experience struggle, those weeks that you just sit and you want to know all the answers and you never find out and you get frustrated and angry and mad and down on yourself, hold on to knowing that God is our Redeemer God is our creator. God transforms life. God is still at work. So let us move towards fulfilling the work that God puts before us. Let us move forward to being that redeeming, almighty, loving presence of hope. Even when we don't know why. We're going to have an opportunity here in a moment to see one of the ways in which God is continually at work. As we come, as we join together in Holy Communion. As we come and as we have a moment to experience the grace of Jesus Christ in a way that we don't understand, in a mystery that we continue to ask, what is this, why? But a moment of where we're reminded of God's grace and a moment where God 
can transform because God is still at work. Let us pray. Creator, Almighty God, we come to you some with heartache, some with struggle, some with anxious feelings. But we also come knowing that you, our God, are with us. That you, our God, continues to redeem the world. That you, our God, continues to be at work. So Lord, as we come before you and as we experience your grace in this moment of communion... Help us know where you are leading. Help us continue to transform our lives so that we may be your presence of love, of hope, of grace in the world. We thank you, God. Amen.